The following is a special sponsored edition of the Big Four Bio Podcast. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Big Four Bio Podcast. The emergence of genetic medicines, the convergence of information technology and biotechnology, and the growing ubiquity of artificial intelligence represent some of the transformative forces reshaping healthcare in the years ahead. The BioFuture Conference, which will be held in New York City October 4th through 6th, brings together innovators and investors to exchange ideas, discuss trends, and do business. We spoke to event organizer Sarah Demi, founder and CEO of Demi Colton, about BioFuture, how innovative technologies are transforming healthcare, and why this is unlike other biotech conferences. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Oh, Danny, it's it's my pleasure. We're going to talk about the BioFuture Conference, the transformation of healthcare that is underway, and the opportunity for innovators to learn from each other and partner at the event. Perhaps you can begin with a little history. People may know you from the Biotech Showcase that takes place in San Francisco during the J.P. Morgan Biotech Week. BioFuture is a, a newer conference. How does BioFuture differ from other biotech conferences? You know, that, that's a really, really good question, uh, Danny. Um, you know, we, when we established BioFuture, we did want it to be different than other, um, biotech conferences. Um, you know, basically, I think a lot of existing conferences, and I hope this isn't taken too much out of context, really focus on the here and now and maybe even look retrospectively. And also, I don't think they, at least in my experience, really ask difficult questions. Um, and, and I think at BioFuture, Bio one of the things that you will find is that we are not afraid to ask questions that may be a little bit uncomfortable, but all with the objective of getting to better health care, uh, you know, in the long run. So that's one of the, the biggest differences. Last year, when not last year, but earlier this year, when I went to um, Biotech Showcase, everybody who had been at BioFuture kept talking about the buzz of the discussions that took place. And I think that's what we've become known for. Uh, how did it come about? You know, um, um, years ago, and I say that because we had a couple of years of pandemic in the middle, um, one of, one of the people that I've known for a very long time, a fellow by the name of Tim Oppler started to nudge me to create an East Coast biotech event. And we'd been discussing it for oh, probably since 2015. And finally, about 2017, 2018, it started to take shape. And we got not only Tim, but also Dennis Purcell and Art Pappas to come together to back creating such an event here in New York City, along with uh, with Demi Colton. 
And uh, we were we were scheduled to launch on in April of 2020. And a couple of weeks before our first event should have taken place, of course, we were shut down. So, um, you know, and it also happened um, because, you know, I got my start in biotech here in New York. And, um, you know, New York was never really appropriately ready to have and host a meeting uh, such as BioFuture, a bio, biotech-focused, biopharma-focused meeting. Um, and then things started to change. Probably I can go back to the establishment of the Alexandria Center here in New York by Alexandria Equities at that point in time. They made a commitment. They took a chance on New York. They believed in the future possibility of the great science and research that was taking place in here and the the potential of the biopharma space to grow. And indeed it has. They were the first one, and now there are others, including, you know, J&J built an innovation center here. Other private groups are building other um, dedicated uh, centers. And most recently, Cure, um, it's about 300, a little over 300,000 square feet of a technology slash innovation center on Park Avenue South was created by Deerfield, dedicated to this space. So New York is starting to, it's kind of a little bit still under the radar screen, but it's starting to uh, take off in terms of being a nexus uh, for you know the convergence of biopharma technology uh, that will lead to the next new growth uh, group of companies that are being created in this space to address healthcare. You've been immersed in this area and have been surrounded by leading scientists and thought leaders. How has your sense of what's possible changed as you've watched this industry evolve? And ultimately, what do you think will it mean for changing the way we think about not only disease, but health and well-being? Well, I think you're, the last word is is where we are going. Um, when I started in this space in the 1990s, I could not have imagined that we would be at the precipice of where we are today. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, you know, we're actually talking about cures, curing previously uncurable diseases, um, using um, big technology to really understand the, you know, the, the human biology in ways that we could not have imagined. Getting to target identification, patient stratification, and everything much more quickly than we could have ever imagined. I mean, I'm really excited about the future. I think in 15 years, 20 years, heck, 30 years, we won't recognize the space. It will be completely different than what it is today. I think uh, we will get to a point where, because of technology, the failure rate, which is the, one of the riskiest parts of investing in biotechnology, for instance, will be reduced from, what is it, 90 plus percent down to maybe, I don't know, I want to say 50%, but maybe it'll be even more than that. I mean, I just think about the prospect of that, what that means in terms of being able to get therapeutics to people faster and quicker, and perhaps even less expensively. 
and reducing the risk in our space, which totally will change uh, the financial dynamics. I think it's an exciting new time. And we're going beyond small molecule and large molecule to digital therapeutics, AI, NLP. We're bringing in quantum technology to help us really understand how to get to where we need to go in order to deal with diseases that had been intractable in the past. It, it's a really exciting time. We're on, we're on a precipice of a great new decade, two decades of change in healthcare and what it will mean furthermore to access to healthcare, um, equity in healthcare, bringing healthcare to areas that you know, don't generally have access to health care. So improving, and not only in the U.S., but on a global basis, health care for all. So it's, it's a really exciting time to be in this, in this space. The conference is organized around several themes. I, I thought we could walk through that and have you give a sense of what people can expect. The first is the big think sessions. What are those? Yeah, they, we like to describe those as our sessions where we bring together, you know, people with diverse but contributory backgrounds in our space, you know, thinkers and practitioners. And we, we set them up as sessions where we dare to color outside of the lines, if you will, uh, ask, you know, hard questions, um, you know, challenge current dogma and, you know, talk about what can be and what we can do to change things to to make it better. I think when I, you know, when I when I started out and I said, you know, there was a buzz uh, about um, biofuture. The buzz was largely shaped around the different people we brought to our big think sessions, and we will do the same this year. We have a diversity, a diverse group of people uh, that will be uh, coming, and a diverse set of topics that we'll be covering, not only on the uh, policy side, um, I think we there are a lot of questions to ask about that, but also, you know, again, getting to equity. Why, Danny, do we pay the most per capita for health care of all the developed countries and yet have the poorest outcomes? I think a lot of people think that that's really a crime. It's just not acceptable. So what can we do as a group, as an industry to make it better? And I think the people in our space, you know, are super, super smart. They take huge risks and they are dedicated to healthcare and, and alleviating disease. Um, care about this. What can we do to make it better? So, you know, the questions that we need to ask go beyond just what this industry can do but also furthermore into, you know, policy decisions. And so we will, we will, we will talk about some policy issues and, um, you know, which I've tra- traditionally stayed away from. Uh, but I think at Biofuture, we, we have to, if we're going to get to a better space. There's also a section focused on technology. What can people expect there? Well, one of our first uh, sponsors this year was Google, and we have SAS and we have others that are coming coming in. So I think we will be focused on uh, what 
big technology, and I, you know, and AI sounds too simplistic, but quantum computing, what will it mean? How will it change the practice of getting to um, increasing our knowledge and getting to uh, therapeutic development, drug development, design faster and quicker? What can we do um, to um, tap into the vast uh, amounts of records that we have in order to get enough information from those records to really inform drug development or therapeutic development? Um, it, you know, it's, you know, we have that. We have uh, um, a virtual reality. We have uh, digital therapeutics. Uh, that, I mean, way back when, Danny, I could have never thought, never imagined that we would get to a point, um, you know, in, in the development of this space where we would be talking about digital therapeutics versus small or large molecules. So, um, you know, it's it, technology is going to bring the advent of a new era into into healthcare. You've also got tracks around therapeutics and business. Some people might be comforted to know there'll be therapies and business in the future. But how do these sessions differ from what you might expect to find at a typical biotech conference? So I think at typical biotech conferences, including the one that I do at Biotech Showcase, we are focused on a very kind of narrow you know, um, you know, we take a topic in oncology and focus in on that um, that topic or you know subtopic in in oncology. Uh, for our therapeutic sessions, we will speak a little bit bro more broadly. We will bring uh, companies or executives from companies that are focused on different aspects, you know, together. So it's not a deep dive, if you will, but it's a broad look at what's happening and the different technologies that are affecting, um, um, you know, the specific area. I think it gives people a better understanding of the possibilities. And of course, I anticipate this will change over time, but I think for now, uh, we're, we're bringing together, um, um, uh, you know, people that can help uh, enlighten our audience or give them a taste, if you will, for all the exciting things that are happening happening in specific uh, areas, and then of course on the business side, uh, you know we we will talk about the the new group of investors that are really starting to look at uh, the the I guess a new breed. I, a breed is probably too hard of a word, but the new the new crop of companies that are coming up that are taking advantage of these different technologies and looking at getting to a solution you know far in a, in a very much of a different way than the way that it was traditionally done you you mentioned you're going to be touching on uh policy which is something you've shied away from the past but you've also got tracks here on ethics and society why is that? What are the types of topics you'll be tackling there? Yeah, I think I think the most important one in ethics and society is certainly access and inclusion. Um, I, I, I don't think it's an issue that we can't shy away from. Um, how do we get 
you know, therapeutics to people in need. And this goes beyond just our industry. This has to do with, you know, how we provide healthcare, how insurance is covered, how people gain access to the therapeutics and the medications that or treatments that uh, they may need, which in our country, in the U.S., is um, um, quite a bit different than it is in other developed countries, in particular because we have we don't have a single payer system, so a lot of people don't have health care. Um, we tend to think, at least you know, from the uh, the, the the producer's point of view, that um, that while we are in the business of developing the therapeutics and treatments. Uh, that can address a lot of um, uh, healthcare issues um, that are are we have very little control over the, if you will, the system of distribution. We don't control that. That's controlled by others. It's highly regulated. So what do we need to do, you know, as a country, as a community, to change that to make it much more equitable? And then furthermore. You know, while we will have our big focus on the U.S., we know that global health and healthcare in other countries will also, you know, as it did with COVID, affect the United States. So we need to have an eye on what is going on in the rest of the world and figure out what we need to do uh, to be really vigilant and observant about potential threats and treating people on a global basis. So what do we do to support that? Who should attend this conference and who is it for? Oh, it's for, you know, those executives in the biopharma space, you know, uh, primarily, you know, the senior executives, business development people, um, pharmaceutical executives who are looking uh, for new and exciting and different companies. Um Academics to some degree, um, uh, because of the topics that we will tackle, uh, people that are thoughtful about the space, and we do have many that will be part of the, um, part of the program. Presenting companies, both we have public, private, and seed companies that will be presenting at Biotech, BioFuture. Um, we have a, 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 about, I think, room for about to accommodate a hundred. Uh, presenting companies. So if you haven't asked, requested a presentation slot, if you're hearing this do, and you want to present it by a future, do go ahead and, and uh, request a slot. You know, Danny, last year we also brought in with unbeknownst, we didn't do this on purpose, but unbeknownst to us, we had companies registering from, from Europe and Canada, and which really surprised us. So and and is quite welcome. So I anticipate that we will see more. New York City tends to be kind of a nexus, if you will. It's easier for people, companies, and executives from Europe to get here than it is to fly out to the West Coast. And um, and also, you know, during the time that we'll do by a future, there's not the same noise level around the meeting that you find during J.P. Morgan Week when we do biotech showcase. So I think it will it will you know be very attractive to people. I, I noticed last year more than half the attendants were either C-suite or senior management. Twenty five percent were investors. I know you have one on one partnering meetings that people can schedule. How active an area is this at BioFuture, and, and does business get done at this meeting? 
Well, business does get done, and the one-on-one meetings were very active. Uh, They were very active during the uh, two days of the meeting last year, and this year our meeting will be two and a half days. And it was followed by our virtual partnering um, that took place the following week, and this year we will do the same. You you mentioned that uh, companies interested in presenting can still apply. What kind of companies are you hoping would present? Well, we're we're looking for seed companies um, that are focused on some of the newer technologies. We have some really exciting companies that will be speaking at the meeting, presenting at the meeting, as well as private companies and a handful of public companies. So that's that's happening now. So again, I underscore: if you haven't requested a presentation slot, do so soon. <laughs> The BioFuture Conference will be held in New York City October 4th through 6th. The virtual portion of the event runs October 10th through 12th. You can find the agenda, register, and more about the event online at biofuture.com. Sarah Demi, founder and CEO of Demi Colton. Sarah, thanks as always. Oh, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. The Big Four Bio Podcast is brought to you by Big Four Bio, leading aggregator service of the top life sciences regions around the world. To subscribe for free to Big Four Bio's daily newsletters, go to bigfourbio.com. This podcast is produced by the Levine Media Group for Big Four Bio. Our theme music is provided for the podcast by the Jonah Levine Collective and appears on the album Attention Deficit. Alpha Pup Records.